0: I don't have a mic stand, so I was resting the like mic on my crotch for that. So, if you could tell, I was wondering what that special muffling effect was. Mm. I also, because I am um, recording this from Kildare at home in my parents' house, I'm using my travel setup, and I forgot to bring my my um, what you call it the um, pop filter. You know, the thing mm-hmm. that the thing that stops plosives. So I've stuck a sock on it, but I haven't just stuck any sock. I've stuck my Wolverine sock. So now Wolverine's face is distorted over my microphone and he's just baring his teeth at me.
1: So he's, he looks like a balloon-faced Wolverine with his teeth at you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's bringing a, a whole different sort
1: of po- energy to the podcast for me. Oh, right, So You're feeling very uh, aggressive. I'm feeling very, feel very intimidated, to be honest. <laughs> well, you should be intimidated. This is a heavy, heavy topic today. Is it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's bandwagon time.
0: It's bandwagon time. I re listened to the last episode. Um, and you did the same thing. You tried to intro it by talking about the bandwagon. And it didn't go
1: very well. So I'm literally just repeating myself a li- again a little bit later. Later. Yeah.
0: You you didn't uh, listen to last year's episode, did you?
1: I didn't get a chance to re listen
0: to it now. We sound so young and vera It wasn't last year, it was two years ago. Yeah, well even more so then. Yeah. We're so young, it just sounds so sexy and just so yeah. optimistic and full of life and not the I know.
1: Tr- trodden men that we are today. I know shit. We've seen things. We've we've done a political podcast for two years. That'll knock it out of anybody.
0: Yeah, and you know what else? We've been doing this two years, but we still haven't actually said what this what we're talking about. That's how bad we are at this. We haven't said what the episode topic is yet. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's yeah. We should definitely do that. But first, what
0: is what am? Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Uh,
1: what is what am? Fuck. Um, is is it? Is turn? I just is ask it? you. You can't flip it around and just turn okay. around and ask me. Don't okay, don't right. you try and worm your way into this one. <laughs> don't use your political politically found skills. <laughs> okay, let me give it a go. Uh okay, if
0: politics is a busy, <laughs> dangerous road with cars speeding up and down it, then I am a little toddler uh with my face covered in ice cream and jam, and I'm holding up my hand to my to the only adult near me willing to to entertain my bullshit, and it's you, Steve, and you're holding my sticky hand, and you're helping me cross the road to get to the other side so, so sticky it's so sticky. what's on the other side? Just more strife, I think. I don't think there's anything happy on the other side. Yeah. And I don't think we've gotten there yet.
1: If this was like a housing estate and it was still kind of busy with people driving around doing their chores, right across the road is a fucking motorway with eight lanes each way. Yeah. <laughs> articulated lorries and some trucks just on fire. And then I have to help you cross that road. Yeah. And all the while I'm covered in jam for some reason. All, yeah. I, just I even don't know even, what the
0: jam represents.
1: And even though I'm imagining you as like a little three foot tall toddler, you still have a beard. I still have a beard.
0: Did I ever show you the picture of, um, I think, Jer, yeah, Jar obviously did it. It's always Jer when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Jer fo- took a picture of me when I was just a little baby and then took a picture of me with my modern day beard and he put the beard onto the baby. Have you ever I seen that only, picture?
1: No. Why isn't that your profile picture and everything? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I got it. I'll it is, it to, but people just don't notice.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I'll stick it in the show notes, but that's your job this week. You're You're that's editing the show this week.
1: I'm editing. I'm doing nearly everything except for you showing up, looking pretty on the audio, and I mm-hmm. think you're going to give the people some nice artwork as well. But everything else is all Steve. So when yeah. things break, blame me. Yeah. And are you going to add the usual subliminal messaging that I add to every episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah of course, of course, of course. course. Yeah, if you play this backwards, then you actually get a, le- uh, a less, uh, recipe for really nice lentil soup. <laughs> Toast the to human first. <laughs> Hmm. Add more jam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, so that's that's one thing. After the the show outline, what's next? Are we going to do news? We'll do news. Yeah, we'll do, um, we'll do a bit of news because there's yeah. there's
1: there's stuff happening. Um, there
0: is. I have had my head. We are like a, a a mere couple of days out from the first previews of the new Secret Cinema, and I have had my head in a hole like an ostrich. Um, working on it. So I have been completely ignorant to everything that's been going on around me. So please, I've been very much looking forward to you enlightening me a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, normally you take up the Brexit mantle, but since, um, as, as aforementioned, head in sand, I didn't think it would be cool to ask you to do that. So I was yeah. preparing to do like a big thing. But then I also just spotted the news on Thursday and I seen what was happening. And I was like, okay. So I wrote down on Thursday, May mm. is bye-bye. And now it's yeah. recording on Saturday. And yesterday she announced that she will be resigning as, pri- as leader of the Conservative Party on June 7th. What a prediction. So she... Well, f- fucking anybody <laughs> could have done that. Who saw
0: this coming? <laughs> Everything was going so well. She had the world at her feet.
1: Well, to be honest, actually, like I was How talking does about... How did she
0: do it all?
1: Well, every single time, everybody was like, this is the last straw. She has to go. But yeah. like... I think this time it's like there was no straw left. If she was running through that field of wheat and all the straw, there's no it's just bare, barren it's barren, fallow it's post-apocalyptic. Ashy. This there's, is like there's
0: like radiated six-foot yeah. large
1: cockroaches chasing her <laughs> through this field of wheat. <laughs> this is Fallout, this is Cormac McCarthy's The Road, this is that TV show Chernobyl. This is all the worst things that have ever happened to <laughs> finally done it, and she's finally given up the ghost. So yeah. She tried to bring in her deal again Mm -hmm. after negotiations with Labour failed. She basically just threw everything at it, including an option for a second referendum. And all she ended up doing was pissing off the people who don't want Brexit even more and then pissing off the people who do want Brexit even more. And then Mm -hmm. her cabinet started um, openly telling her she had to quit. And Andrea Ledson, who'd be one of the primary big hitters in her cabinet, she openly quit on Wednesday evening. So after that, the the it was up. So she had to right. declare finish. So now it is officially on. There will be a conservative leadership election and whoever gets chosen as the leader after that will so, probably become the next prime minister.
0: So yeah, what's what's their process for that? Like once she announces her official resignation, which I think she's due to exit on the 7th of June, 6th, 7th of June, something like seventh, that. 7th. 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 So what, what happens now behind closed doors? Like how it's do not, they figure this out?
1: This isn't closed doors. This is a relatively straightforward and mapped out process. So anyone who wants to run for the leadership, um, probably there is a rule that says you have to be a member of the House of Commons. They mm-hmm. put their names forward. I think they have to get signatures from X amount of colleagues. It could be anywhere from five to 20 usually. Right. Um, maybe actually that's the Irish system. So it's probably a lot more over in the UK in a bigger parliament. But anyway, Um they have to get themselves nominated. People are expecting a huge amount of people to run for it on the first go. And then what happens is the MPs gather together and start voting and they keep voting on this list of names. And at the end of each vote, someone gets ticked off and right. they continue to vote and vote and vote and vote until they're left with two. And then those and then two... Then there's a big Royal Rumble. Um, well, yeah. it's not a Royal Rumble anymore. They already had the Royal Rumble. Whoever's left yeah. have like a Boris, square off.
0: Boris, you will go on my first whistle.
1: <laughs> remember
0: Gladiators? I do. I do. <laughs> that was a deep pull. I barely
1: remember Gladiators. I just remember a, ref- a, a disgruntled Scottish. referee saying yeah. that. Wolf, you will go on my second <laughs> whistle. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it will probably will be Boris and someone else and they will be put to the membership. The membership will get a chance to hear from them in a couple of different opportunities, probably TV debates, etc., cetera, et cetera, And mm-hmm. then after that, the membership get the vote on who they want to be the leader. So the membership is infamously a lot more right-wing and pro-Brexit than the members of parliament of the Conservative Party. So it is likely that... Parliament, The parliamentarians will not pick a Remainer like they did last time in the guise of Theresa May. They will probably pick someone who is a Brexiteer. But mm-hmm. quite a lot of members of parliament really don't like Boris because right. of his, his special way, if you want to put it like because that. Because of who he is. <laughs> who he is, how he carries himself and God damn it, that hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so, enough. Um,
1: yeah, but he's still, he's he's the top favourite. Um, it's really unlikely that anyone else will scupper him. It's really just up to himself to scupper himself at this stage. <laughs> unlikely, likely outcome. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of did happen last time. He was relying very heavily on Michael Gove, who knifed him in the front, and then <laughs> went off and tried to run himself, and then both of them ended up bowing out. So apparently yeah. this time he has, uh, he separated from his wife last year, which was a little bit controversial, but um, mm-hmm. he is now in a relationship with a Tory party party, uh, PR expert, who they think might be kind of a power behind the throne kind of situation, trying to keep him level and not do the same thing again this time of fucking it over for himself. I mean PR expert is probably the best person for him to be affiliated with in that sense then. Yeah, to spend an awful lot of time with all the time. Yeah, in yeah. The most personal situations. Um so here's He comes out with dyed jet black hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice, re- crisp, He's completely suit. rebranded. Yeah. Hello, I talk like this now. <laughs> um there's a bit of a problem though. If Boris oh. becomes prime minister, and Boris has turned himself into essentially a hard brexiteer now. Um even to the point that he says fuck business. He doesn't really care what the consequences <laughs> of of, of the of the hard exit will be on the businesses and the yeah. economy of the of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern <laughs> Ireland. Um he will be the prime minister of a parliament that won't agree with him because mm. everything that has happened so far in that parliament has shown that they're not willing to let a hard exit happen. Mm-hmm. So technically the Queen will be within her right to not agree to him being appointed prime minister. Oh, that's right. She has the, that power. She has that power. She has to appoint the prime minister based on the idea that she knows that the House of commons has their back. But this yeah. prime minister won't because he's, he's going to be the prime minister of a hung parliament that can't get its shit together. So she mm. may actually insist on something like a general election. Or Boris will just have to go for a general election himself anyway, because otherwise it'll just be more of the same of of Parliament not agreeing to anything the Prime Minister wants to do. So um, uh, the UK is set to exit on the 31st of October if nothing gets decided. That is still a possibility. That is Mm -hmm. probably a 50% chance of that happening. The other 50% chance happening is that they're going to have a general election and it'll either be jeremy corbyn or whoever leads the later party at that stage who will be like a a remainer-esque government Mm -hmm. or it'll be boris in charge of a hard exit government or small deal government right so i think that's the two most likely things to happen now between now and october plenty to talk about Plenty. I look forward to, and I'm not super busy with work, getting back into this. Actually, looking uh, forward to is a strong... Yeah. A <laughs> I mean, I still have... I, I read a really good webcomic about two, this woman who had to take two dogs across America, and one of them was called The Simple Dog, and i really affiliated with that because he was just like Hercules. <laughs> and uh, whenever The Simple Dog realized something was wrong, it would just sit there and go... Oh. That's basically what happens now whenever I think about Brexit. I'm just like... Yeah. Anyways, um... Other news that is relevant to recent episodes is that Julian Assange, Mm -hmm. um, the US had previously charged him with a pretty minor... Uh, legal infringement of helping someone to hack a computer to break a password or something like that which was like a low-level thing of a couple of years yeah. in prison they have turned, changed their mind and now they're throwing the espionage act, act at him, which is essentially Ooh, really really one. heavy shit yeah this is like decades and decades in prison if he gets if he gets um done for it usually mm-hmm. they they hold this for people who are working in the government that leak secrets this is one of the first times that they're actually using it against someone that it wasn't previously working for the U.S. government. And there's wow. quite. There's still the kind of debate about whether or not this should be applicable to him because was he working in a journalistic capacity and does the fourth estate have to be protected and that kind of crack. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, that's kind of still not fully relevant because he's still in the UK and the UK have to decide whether to send him to Sweden or to America. Is there but, a time limit on that decision? I haven't or, heard of one yet, but yeah. it essentially is up to the UK courts, and the UK courts don't move that fast because they're right. Quite, yeah, exactly. So, where, where is he now? Like in the interim, he is in custody in London. He's in the custody of the London Metropolitan Police Force somewhere. So, so okay. So, he could be in a
0: like a, is he is it a type of thing where he's been kept in a cell, or is he just kept under like a house arrest type thing? Do
1: Do you know, I've no idea actually that hasn't cropped up. I would
0: suspect he's (laughs) probably in his clear No, if they kept him in a clear glass cage like that time David Blaine hung above
1: Trafalgar (laughs) Square for 40 days (laughs) or 40 they just put him up. That's where you go. It's like the modern version of, you know, the steel bar cages they have in the medieval movies. Yeah. (laughs) You're just hung above Trafalgar Square in a clear Perspex cube. And then in a couple of years, it's like, oh, get him down. Why? We're putting Boris in there. He fucked everything up. (laughs) We're sick of him. Yeah. Uh, In other news, do you Remember mm. last year we talked about fire and fury and all that crack whenever Donald Trump was squaring up to North Korea? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of happening again, except it's a lot more Uh-oh. dangerous now because it's fire and fury this time against Iran. And instead of Trump actually talking about fire and fury, he's not because he knows that the, that the consequences of this are much more. So the US keep on throwing more and more military hardware around Iran and also simultaneously ramping up the, the rhetoric And simul- and Iran are also doing the same. So mm-hmm. you have two enemies squaring up with each other with guns and bombs and soldiers while not agreeing to get along in any way. What is the, what's the catalyst behind like the um, military presence? It's tricky one. So it's basically the same reason that America and Iran have not been friends with each other for an awful long time. They just don't like each other because of right. historical reasons. Mm-hmm. And then they would like to take a whole episode about Iran to go into, but Primarily, it's got to do with the nuclear deal that Trump pulled America out of, and then recently right. Iran basically threw in the threw threw away their half of it too, and now they're gearing up to start their nuclear program again, or at least saying that they have the right to if they want to. And John Bolton, who is the American National Security Advisor, I believe one of the most important foreign policy jobs in the U.S. government, he mm-hmm. essentially wants a war with Iran because he just it, the idea of Iran as a power in the Middle East offends him and he would like to not have it there. And he believes that it's America's duty to get rid of it. Is what okay. a lot of people suspect.
0: So people are believing that he I wouldn't that he's... say that's a valid argument.
1: But... Um, I mean... Are no. you? <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a... Well, I mean... <laughs> it Strategically and tactically for the United States of America, yes, it does make sense to, 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 to not have an enemy around such an important part of the world. But, you know, when that's, that's if this was a board game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As opposed to something with with tens of thousands of lives. Yeah, exactly. The well-being of hundreds of millions. So yeah, that, that's, that's when, yeah, you know, give peace a chance. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully this is just more posturing. This has happened quite a few times in the past two decades between the US and Iran, and they usually do end up standing down. But of course things are different now because there's a big orange guy in charge. Yeah, um, But he is explicitly saying that he doesn't want a war with Iran. So it sounds like he's actually trying to keep his crazy advisors in check, which is a really good reversal to how it's been for the last couple of years. That, yeah. Holy shit. It's like this season on the Trump show. <laughs> uh, yeah. The writers room had a fucking field day. So, um, yeah, we'll, um, we will we should probably get a, a good episode about Iran on this summer. And hopefully yeah. it won't be because there's war. It'll just be right, yeah. because it's <laughs> It will be an emergency broadcast. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we also did a big episode on elections recently. Um, because we talked about too many elections, there's, there's way too much to try and wrap up in one go. But I will briefly mm-hmm. say we talked about the Indian election and Modi, the sitting prime minister, he won um, quite a solid victory. People were surprised about how well he won. Mm -hmm. Um, even to the point that the guy was running against him one of the Gandhi family uh, he lost the seat he was running for so that's how badly the opposition got done Um, in Australia that we had a good chat about as well thanks to um, a listener update basically a little Mm -hmm. listener correspondence Um, Mm -hmm. he thought that the Labour Party the left wing party would win and they didn't it was actually the Conservative Party the Liberals who won and people were quite surprised about how well they did too yeah. And then in a final well, surprise... One of, my,
0: one of my, sorry, one of my favourite podcasts is an Australian podcast and uh, their most recent episode started with them saying they're trying to bring a happy energy to this show because um, despite the fact
1: that they had fucked their country into the dirt is what he said. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. I mean, that's the kind of rhetoric that people use. I mean, they're as, as I like, as conservative parties go, I mean, they're not great, but mm. it's also not Trump or Brexit or the Brexit yeah. party or whatever. I also um,
0: don't live there, so I can't comment yeah. on the impact <laughs>
1: Oh, I mean, I just, when people talk like that, you just assume it's the kind of polemic that's being used for everything these days. It's like, oh no, yeah. Finnegale have won. That means that we're all going to be wearing blue shirt, fascist boots next week. That's true, that's um, true. What's, what show was that actually? Uh, the Weekly Planet. Oh, oh It's yeah. a comic yeah. book and movie comic books, podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what would guys that read a whole load of superhero stories have to get polemic about? Uh, exactly. We have a quick one in Ireland because they're only we only had our vote yesterday for the local and European elections and the referendum. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently the referendum is going to pass through really easily. So, Like flying through? Like what was the exit poll? Like 86% yeah, or something? Yeah, it's something like such crazy. a day, Like, Just to quickly mention again, um, we had a referendum to actually allow divorce in this country because it was illegal under the constitution 20 years ago. It passed by a fraction of a percent. Yeah. It was a divisive campaign. This time, there wasn't even really an official campaign against the referendum. People no. were just like, of course, that has. we should not have laws about divorce in our constitution. Just take it out. And then, yeah, yeah it looks like everyone except for a couple of mad L people yeah. didn't agree agreed with that. So that's life.
0: Man, Ireland and our tectonic shifts through these referendums. It's yeah. Great. And then here's another one. Great.
1: There's a green wave all of a sudden. Yeah. Tell, tell me about it. Um, the Green Party, who were decimated after they had a brief stint as a junior coalition partner right before a massive economic crash in Ireland in 2008. Oh my 2008. God, yeah, it was a Fianna fall, was wasn't it? Fianna sure. Yeah. yeah. So in 2010, they got, or 2011 election, they got absolutely hammered. They went from six TDs to zero and they've kind of been in rebuilding mode since then. But they mm-hmm. haven't really gotten a grounding, like even up until a couple of weeks ago the The conversation was well. We hope the Greens can do a little bit now because otherwise it looks like they're fucked. In the last mm-hmm. two weeks, it's just like all of a sudden, all this talk about the annihilation of planet Earth by human activity just clicked in Ireland. Hooray! <laughs> and people were just like, "Hey, yeah, maybe we should yeah. vote for a party that explicitly wants to not have that happen." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the Greens. I like the Greens. I voted for them. Um, I gave them yeah. a vote at the local and the European. So good man. There's a very so it looks like the Green Party candidate in Dublin. He He's getting about 20 odd percent in the exit poll, so he's guaranteed to get in, Nice, um, if not even top the poll. And uh, the other two candidates in Ireland South and Ireland Midwest, it looks like they will also get in. They're getting about 10 or 12 percent, which will get them in with transfers. And then oh, hopefully amazing. that'll mean plenty of local councillors as well, because at the local level, that's very important to have people that are green minded. Of course. Yeah. For like,
0: your like again, if with your um, recycling programs are managed at a local level. Yeah. Like that's huge.
1: Donald texted me last night to, to let me know about the exit poll, just in case I didn't see it, which it didn't, because I was paying attention to other stuff. And uh, he, then he followed up with, Yeah, it's great. And uh, you expect your car to get banned soon. And rather than be snide back to him, I was like, About fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck my car. <laughs> fuck my car. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's all the news. Um, I Hooray. will try my best to tweet and do a bit of Insta talking about it as well, just in case mm-hmm. there's any more interesting bits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's all the news. Nothing else has happened. If anyone else tells you otherwise, don't believe them.
0: Yeah, they're filthy liars. Uh, before we get into our main topic, let's hear from one of the other great shows in the Heads of Podcast Network. When you have talented young men making music, it's something. But when they're all from the one family, well, it's worth hearing. And what's more, they're brothers as well.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Crack. pop man. it out you missed us we've missed you derek here the host of head's podcast mother folklore podcast out words irish irish words and words from around. we are coming back real soon with season two of the motherfucker podcast so if you're looking for more garaging more patter more emer, more poetry less coddle more dev more peg more guests more hiberno english agus nice be mother folklore we can't wait to see you real soon well, the full comes out on Fridays on the Headstuff Podcast Network, so be sure to subscribe. Listen to our show. <laughs> this is a show about jam. <laughs> the Jam uh, Show. That's not a bad Jamcast. <laughs>
0: Jamcast. <laughs> I just talk about are. jams oh,
1: that'd be great I actually don't really like, jams. I don't, I'll be the like. I'll be the I'll be the foil to your pro jams because I'm not that big of a fan of jam <laughs> I love jam I, I bet you but do it's always I on I your face
0: I love a good marmalade as well <sighs> what's the
1: difference it's just fucking orange jam
0: <laughs> yeah has a different name uh, you're editing this so are you, you you can decide but are you going to play the the game of thrones theme music behind us
1: now as we move into the next segment? Yeah or I might just go all Monty Pythonesque and play something else in the background you're not <laughs> going to find out until Tuesday.
0: Just it's just the sound of a herd of d- I was, was going to say herd ducks. of ducks, ducks.
1: A, herd a flock of ducks, of ducks. <laughs> a gaggle of cows. <laughs> I'm uh, so tired. You're delirious from your tiredness. If anybody else can hear it, Richie is very low energy. He's low energy um, Jeb Bush right now. I am
0: running on fumes. Oh, I haven't actually, I haven't actually plugged this before we get into our segment. I haven't plugged my the Secret Cinema show once at all in the whole run of this. If you, you, you did. live in London, please come to Secret Cinema Presents Casino Royale. Please validate me and all my work I put into it. I yeah, very well, much appreciate it. And
1: when you go, make sure you talk about how amazing all those little bits that you're sure that Richie designed are.
0: yeah. Little bit. Some of them are massive. What
1: did what can you talk
0: about a massive thing you designed? I can't talk about them. I've got so much stuff. We'll talk about it later once the whole thing launches. Lasers. But um so many lasers, oh, you Nelson. wouldn't believe. I love lasers. Um Do you expect me to talk Richard Nolan?
1: <laughs>
0: I expect you to die. Okay. Oh. Uh <laughs> I watched that recently.
1: He doesn't actually. He turns off the laser. That's not very cool.
0: Oh. I haven't I haven't I just I, I'm not a huge fan of the old classic band movies. <gasps> I, I really I really enjoyed it. Some of them are great, um, but I really enjoyed the new Craig ones.
1: We're getting off topic. We're not supposed to be we talking are getting about frivolous things <laughs> like movies. We're, we're talking suppo- very we're talking talking about Game important of Thrones. things. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So how do you want to start this? Uh, we should
0: probably start by telling people we are going to spoil absolutely everything. <laughs> oh my god! Like like almost immediately. We're we'll probably going to like. like yeah, almost immediately we're going to get into huge spoilers, but I feel like everyone knows that at this point.
1: Well, they better. Everyone because, who
0: cares enough has seen it.
1: Yeah, well, there are some people like I've been talking to that are like, "Oh, well, I was about. Would well, you want to know what happened?" They're like, no, I might watch it eventually. I was like, That's fair enough. But like, yeah. you shouldn't get angry if you overhear it accidentally. So, to yeah, be yeah. Specific. If you are a wadam politics listener who hasn't watched Game of Thrones but intends to watch it soon enough that you will remember what we're about to talk about, don't listen to it. It's much better to find out by watching it. Yeah, exactly. So, so, what,
0: what, before we get into too much of like the politics side of it, what did you just think of this last season?
1: I like, have a long and complicated relationship with the Game of Thrones TV show. Mm-hmm. So, I watched the first season, fucking loved the shit out of it. I'm a big nerd for fantasy and medieval and swords and stuff. And then. Yeah. I binge read all the books like that year oh so you watched it f- this, the, yeah. this, the show first okay. yeah the show first I didn't I, actually I'm pretty sure I didn't like I've heard about the idea that this Game of Thrones thing was coming up, but it was only when the posters started going around of all these moody looking lads holding swords sitting on a throne I was like that looks oh, cool you got chub for that oh I got oh man yeah I was totally and then I watched the show and I was like oh and then everyone's dying and it was also cool and then I was mad into it for years and years and years got into the board game had like weekly board games with my buddies like the board game for Game of Thrones is fucking fantastic. I'm sure we talked about it in the last one, but it's like, it's one of the best examples of a strategy board game with yeah. backstabbing, which is yeah. the perfect example of Game of Thrones. But I then, played it
0: once with you and Total, yeah. and I was just decimated. Yeah. I was yeah, right. a puppy at a cockfight. I was just, I was, yeah, you guys
1: used and abused me and just left me out in the rain. Absolutely. And I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but then as the TV show went on and they started getting further away from when the books had left it, I there was a couple of bits that you're just like, oh, that's so stupid. Oh, no, no, that's stupid. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's, stupid. that's stupid. Oh, it's also stupid. And then I just kind of, and uh, yeah, I just kind of, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I should not give a shit as much. Not Maybe I shouldn't put so much vested interest into something that's essentially just a, a fictional <laughs> TV show. So... No, I- by the time it got around to the last season and this season, I like wasn't super excited about the episodes coming up. I would like, oh yeah, I, I watched them soon so I wouldn't get spoiled. And I thought- Right, but this, it, wasn't a, it
0: wasn't event television for you?
1: Not so much. I was like, yeah. I was looking forward to seeing how it ended. Um, I thought the ending and the last season was good. I was yeah. satisfied with it. I wasn't surprised when Danny turned into a maniac. Right. And- I had, there was a couple, like last season I thought was more annoying because they'd whittled down all the main actors that they got to the point that not enough people were dying anymore. Like remember when Danny got knocked off the horse or or Jamie got knocked off the horse in his massive armor and then suddenly Mm -hmm. survives the next episode and John goes into the lake and then gets pulled out of it. Basically people falling into water that should be dead don't. Yeah. Was, they, call like, it,
0: they call it um plot armor. Plot armor Where you are protected <laughs> by your importance to the plot or what yeah. the writers want to do with you and it defies logic.
1: That's the opposite of what Game of Thrones is supposed to be about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones
1: is supposed to throw you under the bus for the sake of making the plot more interesting. So yeah. They they kind of gave up on that, and then I was like, Mayor. And then there the, was actually the the battle of the Battle of Winterfell episode. This one where there was one point where John was walking through, and he's seen people like completely covered in zombies that should be dead. I think you seen Brienne and and Jamie and Pod, but then and fucking Sam. There was four yeah. different cuts where yeah. Sam was swallowed under a
0: tidal wave of zombies, and he just was, came out with not yeah. a scratch. So the they k-
1: they killed Lord Friendzone in a way that reminded me of the death of Barmere in Lord of the Rings, where he got like twenty seven jabs and still kept on getting up to swing yeah. more. And I was like, oh, that's he- the power of love though. Power of love. For s- to kill me some zombie. <laughs> so he died and then the little girl died. She died great actually.
0: Yeah, uh, that was lady Wormont
1: awesome. lady, lady that was class. Um, but apart from that there wasn't really any significant deaths. And then but then by the time they got to the end, they killed everyone that had to die. They wrapped it up pretty well. And I thought making Brand the leader was a good idea, but we'll talk about that later more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think as television?
0: Uh, I don't have the same kind of narrative baggage that you would have through like the books and the same kind of, I don't have a, 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 an ulterior lens to view stuff through. I just kind of looked at it as a TV show for what it was. And I always loved it right the way through. Um, my main problems came then from, like, like you said, I was happy kind of with what the where people kind of ended up and the finale in general. I just my problems come from decisions that were made in the lead up to that and like illogical things that happened, like stuff like the plot armor that we talked about mm. or weird character motivations, like weird decisions that were made, people like changing their character all of a sudden just to kind of suit where the plot was going. Those were all, all my problems, were
1: what, did, um, but in terms. Go on. What what did you think of having them defeat the Night King before they went on to finish the battle for the throne?
0: Uh, the long the episode, the Long Night, which is the the battle against the dead, um, was one of my favourite pieces of television in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I loved that as a. I quite like that it was a self contained thing that there was this looming threat for so long and then you got one almost feature length episode to deal with it. And it was a masterclass in ramping tension, um, in a way I'd never really seen in television on like a, in terms of a battle before. Um, it kind of reminded me of Helm's Deep. The way Helms Deep the is mm-hmm. like a slow build of a battle and it keeps going and going and going to build tension. It kind of reminded me of that. Um, it did feel a bit weird that at the end of it, he was killed and that was just kind of it. And it's like, all right, now on to the next thing. I think that would have been fixed by a longer season where there was more breathing yeah. space to allow for, um, just the, the, cause like that was such a huge thing that like logically to go from battling an army of the dead to then battling an army of the living, yeah. both of them at like, an, almost feel like an unequal footing in terms of the, the character's motivations it felt weird to just jump straight into the next one. I think it, it would have needed some breathing space and then it would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't get it. Um, but yeah, in, in general, I was happy. The ending was a bit, again, like I said, I like where the people ended up, but just as like, as an ending, it was a little bit kind of anticlimactic in terms of how they went about it. Like the fact that we had eight seasons of strife and political intrigue and nuance, and then they managed to fix the whole thing in a, in a 12 minute conversation. This that is the conversation
1: really, I, where Tyrion is in chains and he's standing in front of the last lords. Yeah, like, I like that th-
0: they fixed everything. Like it, it was good diet like it was good dialogue and stuff. and It was interesting to watch, but it just didn't feel like it
1: matched the the eight seasons prior. I disagree. I actually think that that was clever because you're literally looking at who is left alive. And there are mm. people that are sitting there that really shouldn't be, but they only they are only because there's no one else. So you had mm. like Sam sitting there basically on behalf of the Reach, even though he's simultaneously a Maester and Nights Watch. But he has to be there because there's nobody else left. And then you yeah. have the the big Gombean who stands up and proposes himself to be king, and then he's told to sit down, Uncle. <laughs> yeah, that and, that is a fair point. And like women, yeah, the, the, you had, you had the Brienne, desperation. Yeah, it's like this. Yeah. Is, we are literally the only people that are left, and we're also negotiating with an army of cockless angry men who want to kill us for killing their queen so Mm. I actually thought that was okay and then Tyrion did what he did best he talked everyone into doing what he wanted (laughs) yeah and then also I really liked when Sam made the proposal for democracy and everyone just goes (laughs) <laughs> that one was fun. We can
0: get back to this later on because it's it's one of the most relevant points that happened, like in terms of our podcast and the idea of Game of Thrones. But the, I like that um, the argument that was put against him was like, oh, why do we let fuck it, like dogs vote? My horse, which is I should ask yeah, my horse
1: the, its opinion. Yeah, and like, <laughs> it's like the count,
0: <laughs> counter argument you even hear today with like the um, equal marriage referendum was like, oh, are we let marry our dogs then? What's when does it stop? It's, like, it's funny how like there's a parallel to that even in this weird fictional fantasy world. <laughs>
1: Um, quickly, the listeners, um, we asked listeners on Instagram and Twitter, people. Yeah. Only came back to
0: us with negative stuff. <laughs> yeah, people did not. People weren't fucking happy.
1: Uh, uh, there's one one person, Tash uh, .mj, She said good ending, but the lead up, rest of the season, not done well. Everyone else, mm. crappy crap, whole load of bollocks. Hated it. it made me I hated it. it Maybe really all angry. caps. <laughs> what was the point of anything in the last eight years? Um, yeah. Charlotte Coyne, who is a medieval scholar, she's like Queen in the North, and also like the allusions to Elizabeth the First. Okay, fine. If you're into history, mm-hmm. you can get that. Um, mm-hmm. David Helian disappointed Sam on the whole democracy thing. Well, obviously, fucking David, <laughs> they're medieval lords. <laughs> it doesn't happen just like that. <laughs> yeah. Although I was hoping that the Onion Knight would start campaigning for like, oh, an onion in every pocket, vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone else just hated it. There's, there's, yeah. I don't really have anything else. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a really good one. Brand ending up being king is like doing nothing in a group assignment and getting an A <laughs> <laughs> That's Will right for snacks. I had it. There was yeah. another. Someone uh, famous person tweeted it. Where is this? Uh, Bran. I'm the three eyed raven and nothing else. As he said for two years. And then Tyrion. Want to be king? Bran. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Sounds sounds pretty good. Pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine having that weirdo as your king. It'd be like so disconcerting.
1: Yeah, but it looks like he's doing like a really hands off level. But we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, exactly. So let's get let's get into the politics of it. Okay. We'll get to that later by talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, briefly, we'll, because we have done an episode on Game of Thrones before, because we have hopped on this bandwagon before, um, mm-hmm. we talked about dragons as being weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. That was thrown out the window this season until the second last episode.
0: When uh, it was, the dragons were, she used the dragons more than she ever did before to yeah. completely decimate an entire city.
1: When the dragons, when Drogon did what everyone said the dragons could do. But before that, yeah. I was like, oh my God, the dragons are fucking useless.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, kind of actually. I just
0: get shot out of the sky left, right and centre. Yeah.
1: Well, the Night King, he got one and I guess he was able to take down the wall like that. So I guess that means that, yeah, okay, he, was, he got a, w- a WMD. But then they just like... Well, it exploded or something, didn't it? When when he got knife in the back, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, completely yeah. just shriveled up, shriveled up. Um,
0: apart- and then you, you mentioned it. You mentioned in the in last year's episode when I was re listening to it that um uh and you and you called it correctly that Tyrion was saying like look you can't you can't just fall back on these dragons people won't respect you mm-hmm. as a ruler if you just come in and burn everything up mm-hmm. and that was like one of his first warnings to her and sure enough it's what happened yeah she used she used it at like too much and it had a huge effect on how people viewed her and her like politi- political capital would you say
1: that was actually my favourite episode I think was that that second last was it the bells I think it was called yeah so, so, yeah. so much was made about Tyrion's fact to hear the bells stop it hear the bells stop it in fact the Irish Simpsons forum had a great one where they <laughs> they put Tyrion's head onto uh, Rainier Wolfcastle in the ra- radioactive man and he's like oh it's <laughs> the bells they do nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's great so and the, the, his face as he like they're looking at the bells and you have like a, a stare off between certain see Daenerys and, and Tyrion and then she just decides mm. to go all fucking Targaryen on them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. so then, yeah, that, that proved that dragons wear weapons of mass destruction. And then I guess at the end, the fact that one of their first questions was, where is this dragon? Who has this bomb now? And yeah. Bran's like, oh, I'll go find it. <laughs> 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 I presume... He, uh, people thought that he was going to start warging into the dragon. Did you think that was yeah, going to I thought
0: Yeah, I thought that's what they were building to. Because like his warg powers just kind of dropped off the map a little bit. He just
1: warged into, I think after he became the three-eyed raven, he only warged into ravens. Is that, or no, he because he, did he warg into Hodor? Just to try and maintain his brand as the three-eyed raven. He did warg, did he warg into Hodor or did he just like. No, he warged into Hodor. With the hold the door part.
0: Yeah. Okay. He warged through time into him. Yeah, yeah, He connected yeah. two parts of his his conscious mind to two points in time and fucking doomed the man.
1: Mm. Okay, so my explanation for the people that were saying that he didn't work into a dragon was because he only warged into ravens, but then that was proven as not being true.
0: Yeah, and he also like warged into the direwolves and stuff. All the so. time, yeah. Yeah. He could have worked into a dragon. Why didn't he? Maybe that's what they were alluding to when he said, I'll go find
1: this dragon. I thought he was just going to do it by like looking at the crows. Just,
0: just sacrifice a bunch of crows flying into this dragon.
1: Yeah, well that's what he did every time he went against the Night King with his little crows. That's true. Uh, The wall as migration. Yeah, so
0: you pointed out last time um, about the wildlings being displaced Mm. by the, you know, their, their war being the the army of the dead and then them being displaced and having to come down south and then the people in the South having to deal with them and viewing them as a nuisance. But you pointed out that um, the parallel between uh, our own world and their world, that like viewing refugees as an asset, like what Jon Snow was doing mm. and using them, you know, in- incorporating them into your society and finding practical uses for them. In the same way you pointed out that we we have an aging population in Europe and a lot of the refugees coming in are, are young, hardworking people that can be used to like lift up our society. And it was fu- you. That was again something you said back then, and it was cool to see it actually manifest. I mean, in this season,
1: if anything, the fact that we had a torment for the last three years means that it was the best decision Johnson ever made. He was one of the absolutely of the funniest, um, hilarious characters they had.
0: <laughs> yeah, most hardworking, most respectful
1: and gas crack yeah we, we could all we could, uh, all of Europe could be getting torments right, at fine centre if um, we just opened up our hearts and arms someone tweeted a pretty good joke as well it's like when John was sent north it's like oh well they told him he can't take a wife but they didn't say he can't take a torment because there was an awful That's, lot of like squinty eyes smiling at each other whenever they seen each other and we're, we're going north the, yeah I think they found found something special up there no. north, of, north he, of the wall and he got his doggy back Oh, that was that was my favorite part. Aww. That was so sweet. Um, that was so sweet. White Walkers as climate change. Did that hold up? Um, I mean, they fixed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't know necessarily if it's it's as good of a
1: parallel. So the fact but, we elected Kieran Cuff. Uh, a Green Party MEP for Dublin. He's kind of short, so maybe is he just going to like knife climate change in the back? He's going to
0: knife climate change.
1: <laughs> He's going to sneak up on climate change, knife and it, just shank it, and then we'll be saved. <laughs> Can't wait. What's up the you on? Come on. Yeah. Um, religious strife. Yeah, I mean, we kind of forgot about that. <laughs>
0: the religious, the religious element didn't come into it too much. It, I thought there was going to be personally because there was so much emphasis put on Lord of Light, the old gods, and then the the seven that there would be some sort of much in the same way the hum- there's certain sections of humans came out on top. I thought there would be like a religious element to that too. Mm. Um, but the
1: um, they just didn't have time for it. They just didn't really have time for it to no. really come into like it literally the, the conclusion to Melisandre's Lord of Light thing is that she turns into dust.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she goes, she basically gives Arya, she has like a pep talk with Arya that gives Arya the, I don't know, the will or strength to go off and sh- again, shank climate change. But then after that, yeah, she just walks off into the snow and
1: <laughs> that's it. I love that it was a good conversation. It was like, well, I told her I would have to kill her, but then she goes off and turns to dust. So it was grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she sorted of that for me. Yeah, because he actually, ready to pelt her to death with onions. <laughs> he didn't have to onion anybody to death. Did you notice that? I don't actually think he ever swung a sword in the entire show. It was, because I
0: remember in season two, he got that pillowcase that he filled with onions and he starts spinning it around going, <laughs> it's clobbering time. And he never once actually, the writers never came back to that particular plot point.
1: But he had it in every scene. It was always there, that pillowcase full of onions. Um, briefly, mm. this wasn't really addressed but I guess it kind of was because there is an answer to it. But what do you think the White Walkers were?
0: Uh, I mean, we see that flashback where it's just like a, a, a human man getting a dragon glass shoved into him by the children of the forest, yeah. right? And then that causes some sort of weird transformation. Um, well, is, it, is it confirmed that he's a Targaryen?
1: No, I think he was because, a Stark.
0: Because dragon fire didn't hurt him. In the same way Dragonfire burned up all like the, the undead and basically every other part of that army, when they, uh, when they tried to light up the Night King, he just stood there s- smiling. Yeah. And I assume that was because he might be a Targaryen and they're invulnerable
1: to fire because he can also like ride a dragon it w- and it, it, only Targaryens could do that. Yeah. Well, he warged into a dead dragon. Oh. Um, well, no, I don't think he can be a Targaryen because the Targaryens only landed in Westeros 300 years before the story. Whereas the war against the children of the forest happened like... 4,000 years before that. Ah, okay. So it wouldn't really add up, whereas the Starks have been around for that long. Mm. And I think there was like Brandon the Builder and people thought that he might be the Night King, but like it yeah. was never actually really addressed because I guess they just, again, didn't have time. So yeah. is he, was he Was he a weapon? Like
0: you think from, he, he, by some sort of God or something, like it was a manifestation chi- of children. an evil on earth or,
1: oh, the children, okay. So the children, well, like, I mean, your explanation doesn't make any sense. Because the children of the forest also help Bran to try and stop him. Then, wait, what are you saying? My what about my explanation? Does make sense? Like you're not actually like he's a Targaryen. You're not, well. He, he was a Targaryen, but like uh, what? What he actually was? Okay, so he was a guy that got dragon glass into the heart. But yes, so what? Like why did yeah. why did that turn him into a zombie making baby changing blue eyed dude? Like what? Like what was the point of him then?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It seems it seems kind of like they operated like a virus where they spread. I, right. Yeah. So like he was the he was the start of it and then yeah so in that sense it does seem like some sort of weapon
1: I think that's what it was so the history of the Game of Thrones is that when the humans got to Westeros they started like colonizing too much and the children of the forest weren't happy so then they Mm -hmm. they used their mad magic to turn the humans against themselves by creating this Night King guy who could use the power of the cold and death to try and wipe them out but then I guess they lost control of him because they switched sides and fought against him in the first long night but maybe they only fought him back to a certain point and then he was coming back I think that's what, that's probably what it was. It was, it was like, it was like, um, Skynet. Right. Okay. Terminator. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. So that's what, that's my assumption. And I, that's, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty solid theory. If the books ever get written,
0: we may find out. I'm sure. I'm sure it has, that's something that has to be resolved. I'm not sure. Like a prequel series that they're going to make. Oh maybe.
1: God, the prequel series. I'm.
0: Do you are you looking forward to them, or do you think it should be put? In... I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Mm. I'll de- I'll definitely watch them, <laughs> but I'm not.
1: I'm not. You just <laughs> you're just a passive but happy entertain uh, uh, consumer of these things.
0: Yeah, I try not to. Like, I really, really don't like. Uh, There's something you talked about earlier about like people. Um, getting, getting really up in arms about yeah. this shit and like feeling like it's a personal attack when something's not done
1: well. That's like you
0: see it with Star
1: Wars and The Last Jedi. Yeah, like it yeah, was crazy yeah. well, GoFundMes and that's, petitions. and You throw that into the whole fucking stupid culture war thing as well about these people not being happy about like all the different choices that they make to try and make it more diverse and then blaming that. But luckily that didn't really happen in Game of Thrones so much. I think people were really angry at it Because they were venting their displeasure about the fact the show was over. (laughs) Yeah. They had like vague ideas about how they wanted it to end, but each person has their own vague idea about how it wants it to end. So there's no way that you can reconcile that. But it seemed to be.
0: especially after like, like eight, nine years of. Such a complex thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's just way too many variables and too, too many people have too many emotions tied up in it to ever have one. Yeah completely satisfying thing for everyone so
1: i like while being invested in it i will to a certain extent to a much lesser extent now i still had the 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 logic in my head that i just want the questions to be answered i'm i'm not going to be annoyed when i get the answer i will only be annoyed Mm. if i don't get the answer if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah that's
1: fair um you have down here next power in is dangerous Thunk. What a who th- what a thunk who'd thunk. a thunk. Yeah, so I guess with the last time we talked about um the idea about power being corrupting and realism and all that kind of shit. And that's that's one thing that came with Thrones has always done really well. And mm-hmm. to a certain to the largest extent, that is what this season was about. Um, yeah. so Danny's fall, John was a good ruler because anytime he got power, he's like, Oh, but I don't want it. Oh well now you're the king. Yeah. Oh well I better do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sansa I think, is the only person who played the Game of Thrones and won. I would put that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she wanted it, which is normally a death bell for someone in Game of Thrones, but she didn't Mm -hmm. die. Especially especially a Stark. Especially a Stark. And she ended up being in charge. Yeah. And also like politically...
0: a politically savvy as well. Mm,
1: Was well she? Yeah, she learned from everyone. She learned from Cersei. She learned from Littlefinger. She learned from everyone, I guess. Then in the end, and she took the lessons yeah. on. Um, but before we do that, let's ask the listeners for some money. Ooh, money, please. Money, please. How, uh, how, how do they give us money, please? I'm going to come around to your house, and you just drop some <laughs> coins into my palms. What? Is, what are you shaking? Are those Tic
0: Tacs? Did you just shake your Tic Tacs at me? Remember that? Oh ad? God. <laughs> What's up?
1: <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> We're just going to do... What are some other good ads? <laughs> Who says we go on tangents? Um, yeah, so if you want to hear these ridiculous things and much else, <laughs> there's an entire episode of us absolutely shit face hammered where Richie plays a political game, a video game, and I'm like his advisor. And most of it is just like... <laughs> As you press buttons. Yeah. And then I think But it's fun. It is surprisingly
0: coherent for something that's that's uh, made uh, primarily out of alcohol.
1: <laughs> it's just alcohol. It's all it may look yeah. like a digital WAV file, but it's alcohol. It's oh it it's the first MP3 that ever like has fumes on it. So if you go to Kofi.com.
0: If you go to podam forward podampolitics.com for slash beer. You
1: will be that'll, able, that'll take you straight to it. And if you give us money, we will give you audio. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. We're also giving you audio for free and we like that. And we will just ask for a little favour if you can tell people about the show as well.
0: Yeah, that would be lovely. Uh, podcasts live and die on word of mouth. So. And you can rate so it. You can just recommend it. Yeah, and you can rate it in iTunes. That also
1: is a huge help. We were we really, really appreciate that. We were in the top 100 uh, news and politics shows on UK iTunes last week, which I was very proud of. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea. We dropped down to like one eighty this guys. week. I don't know. I don't know why. But Eurovision must have been just riding that Eurovision high, man. Yeah, I guess people are like so sad about leasing the EU, they're like jumping on everything European they can get. Well fuck it. This man. is Game of Thrones now, so you better listen to it then. Yeah, exactly. Um that would be number one. Yeah, so let's go back into talking about this. Yes, I have that's enough money, please. I have wokisms down as next. Yeah, what's up with that? So this would be my response to a lot of the chatter that goes on on the news and media and blogging outlets, which in terms of if you're looking at like for political stuff around Game of Thrones, a lot of people would take, would analyse the show as a piece of media and analyse how well it is at telling the important political issues of today in terms of like how its production is done and how the story is told. So that would be things like, is it feminist enough? does it do enough things to show diversity of race and how does it do mm-hmm. in terms of displaying the idea of class and those kind of things and I guess we can yeah. l- it'd be a good idea to try and grade it so Richie how feminist do you think Game of Thrones was by the time it finished by the time it finished
0: I would say historically not very feminist at all <laughs> in what sense like at like at all um, they handled uh, rape scenes terribly mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is like awful absolutely absolutely awful and um, um, but by the end of it, I think they had, uh, they had complicated, like female characters that had, were written with nuance, um, a strong female characters that were written with nuance. So in that respect, I think by the end they had righted some of their wrongs, but I would not grade it well as a whole. I think actually I in think.
1: particular, that was one of the things that I got really pissed off with in the mid, mid part of the show when they, they went away from the books that, that the rape scene where Jamie rapes Cersei in front of the dead corpse. Yeah. That was meant to be Cersei um, insisting Jamie had sex with him, and there was no plot reason to change that.
0: Yes, yeah, so I uh, there was an interview with the actor who played uh, Jamie Nikolai. Um, I can't remember his last name. Danishman, and yes, Nikolai Dan- Danishman. He was uh, very vocal in complaining about that scene. That um, when they were on set about to do it, he raises concerns that like, hey, this is going to read as rape. Um, even though they didn't the think directors it at the time, yeah, oh. they were like, no, 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 it, it won't, blah, blah, blah. And, and Jamie's like, no, I'm telling you, this is going to read as a rape, a horrible rape scene, mm. and it was, and basically he was ignored, and it was a complete. That's just exactly how it yeah. how it read.
1: Did you know that the actors that play Cersei and the actor that played Braun used to go out? Yeah, I think we talked about this before. And they hate each, other.
0: Uh, and they ate each and other. And they hate each other, they to Yeah, were like right the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except they had one scene together. I think at the very end there. When she came in with the crossbow, oh no, it wasn't yeah, her. Was it, her. Her. it? Yeah, was her yeah exactly,
1: and that's why everyone was like, "Oh, ah. is she going to be there?" And then it was like, "Really good deal oh, She wanted to do this. Um yeah, yeah. What about race? Race. Um Let's have middle-class heterosexual white guys. Die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, <laughs> what'd you say? I was about to say like uh, like we are not the guys necessarily that should be grading this, but yeah, yeah we'll try exactly. our best. I, yeah. I mean, like, what, oh, wait. What, what, are my, what am I? Before we talk, move on to race the feminism. But the BBC actually very kindly um, hired someone to analyse how many times women talked in the last season. Oh, and? try and guess, like percentage-wise, in, in, yeah, percentage of women talking to men talking, Uh, like f- high forties, low thirties. Oh, really? Doesn't make any sense. That's weird. Yeah, because there's so many like important female characters at the end, and yet they're yeah, still just dudes talking. I think it's because a yeah. lot of those were Tyrion talking to people. <laughs> right, yeah. Tyrion does a lot
0: of, has a lot of dialogue heavy scenes. Yeah. Uh, but even still, that's pretty bad. Yes. Uh, race,
1: I feel like in terms of diversity of cast, it is it's it is a very wide cast. Yeah. And I mean, some people would say, well, look, this is essentially medieval Europe. So what are we supposed to do? And but it's also f- f- fantasy. <laughs> it is, and that's like the, you can kind of write in. So what you for want. the Lord of the Rings, the first movies, there was no black people. But then for the Hobbit, they just had black people standing around, and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, exactly. It's just like okay,
0: um, yeah. So I feel like there are ways of writing that in more, and when there is. Um, like more ethnically diverse people they're kind of viewed as others mm-hmm. written as other like written from the perspective as oh, these are foreigners
1: coming I in. I didn't um, I didn't mind that so much actually. I thought that was kind of clever when you had Melisandre and Grey Worm reacting to that when they went north and you had people scowling at them because it's, re- it's mm. realistic. You know these are people that have essentially lived in the middle of nowhere for so long and all of a sudden they mm. see hordes and hordes of these foreigners coming in. They're not going to be lovey-dovey and ignoring it. So at least they address that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true that there is like an inherent sometimes yeah. conflict there. And then they're like, look, um, we're not going
1: to fucking hang around here after our queen wins. We're going to fuck off to the, what do you call it? North."
0: Yeah. Class you have Dan's last point. Mm.
1: Um, I think that's the one they nailed. Yeah, I think so. Like class
0: is intrinsic to that show. Yeah. Like none more so than um, uh, King's Landing.
1: Yeah. It's just like, look at what happens when the big people just go off and have their games and the little people get absolutely fucking squashed.
0: Yeah. And you see that like right the way through, I would say like that's pretty, that's a pretty consistent. So I would grade them pretty well in terms of showing differences in in class. And you also see characters who, who, um, work their way up, who yeah, work their way up like, um, uh, uh, Cersei's maester. Um, by the end, like he literally has a, a monologue uh, about how he had nothing and now he's the hand of the queen. Yeah. And like he built himself all the way up from the slums of King's Landing and stuff. Um, and there's not there's multiple characters who do that. Like Gentry by the end of it, is a lord, yeah. and he was you know
1: a a, a bastard uh, blacksmith. I was so sad for him when he went up to ask uh, Arya to marry him because he's a lord now. But yeah. like, oh dude, you didn't know her was at very all. Sweet. You didn't know her at all. If you thought she was going to be happy with that, uh, but she she dealt with him okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm nobody's sweet lady. Boy. Yeah, um, The High Council at the very end of it, if that's what it's called, the King's Council, they... Mm-hmm. Um, small Council? Small, that small that Council, one? you're right, yeah. They, yeah. oh man, a steve three years ago would be screaming at steve today. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good summary of how the things had changed by the end of it because the, all the all the rich people were dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you had Braun And Bron is head of coin. Braun is head of coin. You had uh, the Onion Knight as the head of the navies and I forget who the other people were. They weren't, well, Brienne you had, um, was the head of the Kingsguard yeah yep. so they yeah did. you had Sam Sam well Sam was a rich boy but whatever yeah and uh, yeah it was really good people thought that that was kind of just the west wing at the end <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah and then people someone else put a laughter track onto it and it just reads like a sitcom
0: <laughs> it's it is very joke heavy there was an awful lot of like okay like there was a like it need it did need a bit of levity yeah, I think to I kind of that. act it act as a salve to move on but as the camera was just like pulling away and they're just like talking about well more whorehouses less
1: ships (laughs) blah 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 it
0: felt a little bit much
1: but I didn't mind it Um, so how has real politics been influenced by Game of Thrones over the years? you'd like to think none just you know
0: by the show itself but I do know that there are like particularly with Donald Trump oh he's such a prick He fucking loves Game of Thrones, and was it? Then he put out that poster. Sanctions are coming. No
1: collusions. No obstructions for the haters and the radical left Democrats. Dash. Game over. Done in the Game of Thrones thing with Donald Trump's back and a long coat and smoky stuff, and uh, that was the 18th of April, 2019. And Donald and HBO came to him and said, "Don't do that."
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, they they tweeted out before how do you say trademark issues in (laughs) Dutch? yeah that was back in uh, November
1: 2018 when he said sanctions are coming Um, yeah yeah it's that's that's really lame and everyone does that like all of the youth organisations in Ireland every year have been like photoshopping their leaders as the good guys and the other parties as the bad guys and it's just so stupid it's just so stupid like you're you're fucking oh these are middle aged old guys it's not cool just stop
0: (laughs) yeah and also everything in Game of Thrones is kind of like intrinsically flawed yes you don't so want don't, don't like don't project yourself onto this very very broken system that's where all of the narrative intrigue comes from is because these people are dealing with a broken system you are missing like this at the point <laughs> yeah exactly it's ridiculous um but is there any other parallels to or um, effects in real life politics
1: um not so much i mean there's been a couple of articles at the end talking about how the Real world politics represents more of Game of Thrones than it does what like the illusion was is that, oh, when the West Wing was on back in the 2000s, the world was calmer and quieter. So you had and they thought maybe it's because all the politicos were watching West Wing, which is necessarily like, has people working in politics towards good ends. Whereas mm-hmm. now everyone's watching Game of Thrones and has people working in politics towards the, the accumulation of power. I <laughs> and dragons—it's it's a load of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that's just people trying to fill their quota for words every week. <laughs> yeah, um, I did listen to. There's a Reason magazine in the US who are essentially a libertarian um, think tank, and they started joking by saying, "Well, of course it's a libertarian show because obviously any time anyone touches power, it's absolutely useless." And I thought that was true. They are right. It's like, it's basically mm. like anyone who finds power who seeks it, like we said, just doesn't get it. Tyrion ended up lucky. Yeah. Um, he essentially never did seek it. He always just ended up stumbling into power and doing yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: that's true. And he was also, but he's also like so often tangential to yeah. it. You know, like he was the hand twice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he never sought it directly. Yeah. it's more so the influence, I guess.
1: So we'll quickly talk about what's next. What the fuck are we going to do now? Yeah. Now, how are we going to fill this big old vacuum? Well, Benioff and Wise, the two co-creators of Game of Thrones, um, they were they, they they thought that they were going to do it for us by going to HBO and asking, could they make a TV show called Confederate? Have you heard about this? No. Uh, this is back in 2017. They asked, could they make an alternate history drama in which the South won the American Civil War and slavery never ended? I don't want to watch that. Can you imagine how that went down? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, not great. great.
0: Uh, <laughs> not that's, that's not the type of television, that's not the type of fiction we need.
1: It's been I think, t- indefinitely today. put on hiatus.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, they're over now to Disney. They're doing a new Star Wars yeah, trilogy. Yeah, I heard that. Some people are actually trying to say that is why they wrapped up Game of Thrones so quickly
0: uh i don't know about that because disney are putting a hiatus on star wars until like for after episode nine comes out i think they're taking a two or three year break and then there'll be a new trilogy once every two years so that does not line up for me no no it's
1: total it's total bullshit the the reason that they they, like they had planned this for the last three years for game of thrones and the, the two things don't match up and the reason that those six episodes this season was because each episode was 80 minutes long and they cost a fuck ton to make so you could only have so much television Mm. when it costs this much um, if people want to go back to and watch stuff that has already been brought out have we talked about Veep before? I'm sure we have uh, I think briefly I still haven't watched it it's fucking brilliant it's, it's, it's another HBO product right? it's a HBO product but it's made by Armando Iannucci who's a Scottish um, comedy writer he started off by doing The Thick of It uh, which is based on UK politics and this is yeah. the most accurate representation of how politics actually works a bunch of fuck ups cursing all the time having no idea what's going on scrambling around and getting really really infuriated Anxious and never mm-hmm. actually achieving anything. That's politics in a nutshell. And they did a Absolutely. fantastic, I think it's eight season show with Veep. It just finished this year with uh, Julia mm-hmm. Dreyfus, famous from Seinfeld. And um, she was mm-hmm. vice president, president, not president, run for president again, et cetera, et cetera. It's just hilarious mm-hmm. and fantastic. And um, people can also go back and watch the West Wing, which you did. West Wing, that's something I uh, recently finished. Did you? At your recommendation. I yeah, didn't yeah. know you finished it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, t- it took me a while because there's so much oh, of it. Like um but that seven seasons of 24 episodes each
1: 45 minutes an episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And it's like a, a it's, I don't want to say a masterclass in like politi- in American politics, but it kind of spoon feeds you things oh, in a very yeah. easy, like palatable way. Yeah. Like, if you, like you just kind of absorb slowly over the course of seven seasons the, how these
1: things work in a general sense. And like... When you think about it, it's like, why are these utterly high level American politicos discussing in intricate detail how a law gets passed? Oh, it's because I'm an idiot and that's why they have to do or else yes, I wouldn't know what exactly. they're talking about. But it's done really do well it, like, what? that you don't notice it. It is. You, you don't really
0: realise it. Like someone will be someone who's not a politico, like a secretary, they, they stopped doing this uh, towards the end, I think, because they realise it's a little bit problematic to have a ditzy secretary constantly asking questions about stuff because they would just explain things to her very simply. Yeah. And then move on.
1: And it worked. Up to the point where they realised that they were doing that way too much and they had to make her important in her own right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And she did. And she did become important in her own right. Uh, You also have The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Do you watch that?
0: I've read the book. I'm a big fan of the book, but I haven't uh, gotten into a TV show purely because it feels very... Very dour it is, and, and that's why I stopped watching like, it.
1: But a lot of people actually seem yeah. to really enjoy it, and there's allusions between it and Game of Thrones and that kind of stuff. And it's a modern, it's a modern yeah. interpretation of politics, especially when in the US they are doing things like trying to ban abortion in states, despite the fact that it's illegal to do that.
0: Yeah, so I think there's a reason why it's this show in particular is very is resounding with a lot of people yeah. over the last couple of years. Uh, and also then the Lord of the Rings TV show, which isn't out yet and uh, won't be for a while, but. That I think will be a nice filler.
1: I hope so. If they're throwing all the money of Amazon's massive war chest at it, and yeah. Bezos basically said, "Get me the next Game of Thrones," so they're really hoping that Lord of the Rings will do that. And if they fuck it up, I'll be really sad. Yeah, is it? It's it's is it set in the same universe as the original movies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Prequel series
0: is it? I don't know. I don't, they're not really being. I've heard. I've heard rumours of it being a prequel series. They're also supposed to be filming it in Ireland. I know because my little sister works in costume and she was hoping to get
1: on it because she's a massive Lord of the Rings fan. That'd be so cool. But they're actually shooting it in New Zealand. Cunts! They always take it off. (laughs) But that's fine because whenever I see photographs of people in New Zealand now, I'm like, ah, Middle Earth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even though I would (laughs) love the
1: idea to just for me to stand outside the set of Lord of the Rings all the time or maybe like get myself on as an extra or something. um, Mm. I could definitely be a dwarf. (laughs) You make you'd, be, you'd be, a be a fine dwarf. You'd be king of the dwarfs. Don't sell don't sell yourself short. Um, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joke. I was gonna do a game for you, Richie, but I didn't have enough time and you don't have time to do anything at the end of this. So I think talking about Lord of Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and all this other stuff for a very long time is probably enough. I think so too, Steve. We're, I think so we're too. We're at over an hour.
0: What's the opposite of, of Game of Thrones I can go watch to kind of purge my mind of all this stuff?
1: Um, I don't know if it's necessarily the opposite because there's swords, but Adventure Time is pretty great.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm actually watching Marvelous Miss Maisel and I'm really enjoying that, so I might go watch an episode. I that. don't know what that is. It's very good. It's an Amazon Prime show about a woman trying to become a comedian in 1958 in New York. That sounds
1: very strange. It's very good. Okay uh so th- what, what do we do at the end of these episodes i think we ask people to like us on follow us on twitter
0: follow us on the twitter instagram uh, follow us on, on instagram we yeah we're, we're putting up fun stories and polls and uh listener
1: interactions and stuff so if you don't already subscribe to the show why don't you already subscribe to the show isn't this amazing why don't you like us do it yeah, right, press the money button um, press the money button send yeah, us money, press
0: the money I wish it was just a money button also you can leave us a voicemail on the website you if can you want. yeah go to one on politics.com and leave us
1: a little a little voice email we like getting those the chances of you getting on the show are heightened if you have an interesting accent that's absolutely true that's, yeah that's absolutely true do, do it in the Dothraki we we'll
0: definitely <laughs> and on that I think note, that's it I think Richie you, yeah, I think that's need a- to go sleep
1: I do need to go see. Him. Wolverine is just staring at me, you know. Starting <laughs> he's starting to salivate. He's mouthing at me. Get some rest. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Logan's famous for telling people to do.
0: <laughs> he's, he's like, hey, you need to rest. I've been having all of your vitamins. Here, take this Baraka. I'm Wolverine. <laughs> Got him. God, I'm so tired. I love that ad. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? It's me, Wolverine. Have a Baraka. bud. wise,
1: <laughs> Bye, Richie. Goodbye. I know I broke my oath, and I know I'm a deserter. I should have gone back to the war and won them, but I saw what I saw. I saw the white walkers. People need to know. If you can get word to my family, tell them I'm no coward. Tell them I'm sorry. In the name of Robert of the House Baratheon, the first of his name. Don't look away. Of the and the first Father one. will know if you do. Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm, I, Eddard, the House Stark, Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North, sentence you to die. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.